Welcome to Dear Empath with Gus Baxter. On this weekly podcast, we discuss all things personal, spiritual, and professional growth and break down these philosophies into everyday language we can all understand. Let's walk on this journey together. On today's episode, I want to talk about the most impactful way to help others, helping yourself first. I recently heard this idea explained as sacred selfishness, and I like that phrase, but I don't want you to think of this as selfishness. As empaths, we are naturally aligned to help people in need. You may be the person everyone comes to talk to at work. You may field a lot of late-night phone calls when other people are in pain and can't sleep. You may be the person your organization depends on. All of these are wonderful positions to be in and can be incredibly rewarding for empaths. But what happens when these gifts you bestow on others start to be a drain? Many empaths run in this cycle of giving, giving even when they themselves are too spread thin, and then giving some more. Finally, when they are running on empty with nothing left, these empaths break down. This cycle can be accompanied by guilt and shame. Thoughts like, I have to keep going. I told person X that I would do this and they're counting on me. Or, what will they do if I'm not there? As you know from our discussion of anger in episode 4, guilt and shame can be internalized expressions of anger. You have crossed your own boundaries. You have ignored your own body telling you that you've gone too far. In your pursuit to help others, you've neglected yourself. Now that message comes in the form of guilt and shame. Today, I challenge you to break that cycle and create a new path towards helping others. On this path, you help yourself first. A common phrase that's used to illustrate this idea is, fill your cup first and give from the overflow. Just like the phrases self-love and self-care, I think the overuse of fill your cup first has taken a lot of its value away and people tend to disregard its message. But the message is true. In order to be in the strongest position to help others, you need to take care of yourself first. You might be listening to this and saying, yes, Gus, I get it, and I do take care of myself. Every Sunday for one hour, I light a candle, take a bath, and relax. Unless someone needs me, and then I guess I'll do that stuff another day. This is exactly the cycle we are breaking today. Filling your cup first, or sacred selfishness, starts with boundaries. A general work shift is 9 a.m. to 5 p.m. This was introduced in the Fair Labor Standards Act of 1932 as a means to stop overworking factory workers. It was agreed upon that a seven-hour workday was appropriate leaving the remaining time for workers to rest in between shifts. Seven hours a day is the maximum you can work, and if you go over that, you enter into time and a half, getting paid extra 
for this additional work hours that are cutting into your resting time. Although I would argue that a seven-hour workday is pushing it, this agreement is important because it outlines the limits of human capacity for work. This is work of any kind. We have all hit that point in the day where our body just says, no. No more spiritual work. No more emotional healing. No more studying. No more writing. No more. The work of helping others is also included here. Creating boundaries around helping others is the first step in taking care of yourself. Recognizing that helping others is work and is emotionally and mentally taxing will help you establish boundaries that work for you. Common boundaries that need to be set up are the boundaries of free time, care, and responsibility. If you are anything like me, free time is a tricky beast. If I have some free time and I want to use that time to relax, maybe knit or watch Netflix, and a friend calls to hang out, I immediately feel so guilty for saying no. I don't want them to hate me or think I don't like them. I just want to have some quiet time alone where I can recharge my energies and relax. In the past, I would tell myself, well, we we can relax later, and I would go and hang out. Over time, I started to resent those relationships. Not because the other person did anything wrong, but because I couldn't advocate for myself. For many empaths, the thought that comes up is, if I'm not busy, then I should be helping. If I'm not actively doing something else, then I should go be with my friend or take up that project or agree to help at that function. This is the first boundary to set up. Erase the phrase free time from your internal dictionary. Free time is now called personal time. When you get off work, close your email for the day, log off, acknowledge to yourself, I'm on personal time. Whatever you do on your personal time is valuable and important. When you get that phone call to hang out, you might say, I am spending some personal time recharging tonight. How about tomorrow? Or you may decide that you want to spend your personal time hanging out and grabbing that drink. Your time is your own. You choose where to spend it. You are not beholden to anyone and deserve to advocate for yourself. Many empaths are pulled into the whirlpool of, they can't do it without me. This can refer to your job, charity projects, and relationships. I know you have been in a situation where you have said, I have to do it, because if I'm not there, no one else will know how to do it. This can become a real drain on your energy and cause you to start resenting some of your relationships. Thoughts of anger and frustration can swirl around those who keep creating projects that you are forced to champion, because if you don't, it won't be done right. This is the second boundary to set up this week, the boundary of care. Continually championing these projects puts undue stress on yourself. It limits the growth potential of others and sets unrealistic expectations around your commitments. It can be very hard to turn your back and say no, but in doing so, you are freeing up energy and space for others. 
Will everyone do it the same way you do? Will everyone come up with the same solutions that you will? No, they absolutely will not. But that doesn't mean that those actions and those solutions are any less valuable. In saying no, you are creating space for others to grow and challenge themselves. In saying no, you are recognizing what is truly important in your life. Responsibility is one of those triggering words that can send many empaths to hide under the covers. Responsibility means taking ownership of your actions and the outcomes of those actions. If we take this idea one step further, we can also say that responsibility means refusing ownership of what was not your actions or the resulting outcomes. Empaths can find themselves trapped in situations where other people depend on them wholly. Phrases like, what would I do without you? Or, if you weren't here, everything would fall apart. Sound like amazing accolades that define the positive impact you have at work, but often end up adding more weight to an empath's already heavy shoulders. The third boundary to set up this week is the boundary of responsibility. Accolades like these are wonderful. It's great to feel needed and appreciated. When it comes to taking on this weight of responsibility, stop and acknowledge that everyone is a whole and complete person. Everyone is responsible for themselves. Although the current narrative is, without me, they wouldn't be able to do X. The truth is that they would figure it out or pass it on to someone else. When you are stretched too thin, it's very easy to fall prey to this cycle. Strengthen this boundary so that when it comes time to say, no, I can't help out with that right now, you will be able to do so confidently. I want to point out that in any of these new boundaries, I am never blaming someone else. I wasn't joking when I said the idea of responsibility can send some empaths running for the covers. Taking responsibility can suck, and many people are more comfortable denying everything and blaming everyone else. If my boss only stopped asking me to do X, then I wouldn't be in this position. Or, if my partner could read my mind, then I wouldn't be in this awkward position of telling them what I want. The power of taking responsibility is returning ownership back to yourself. When you accept that ownership, you hold the power to make a change. I take ownership of continually making time for everyone else until I am so burnt out that I get sick. The change has to start with me. I accept ownership of this cycle of behavior and I choose to set up stronger boundaries that prioritize my own health first. Will everyone be okay with this? Of course not. No one likes change. But we don't live our lives for other people. The better we can take care of ourselves, the more energy, the more time, and the more love we will have to share with the world. I am so proud of you. I'll talk to you next week. Dear Empath with Gus Baxter is a product of Atlas Readings, LLC. 
You can find out more information at www.atlasreadings.com or at patreon.com slash atlasreadings.